What's up, y'all? You already know who it is. And in case you don't, it's your girl, Queen, coming through from that NOLA, baby. Welcome to my podcast, Queen's Uplifting and Inspiring Podcast. I hope you're ready for this heat, because I'm coming in hot. Sit down and grab your seat. And like we say down here in the bayou, les ans, le bon temps, roulé. That means let the good times roll. All right, welcome back, guys. It has definitely been a minute. But I'm super excited to be back before you guys on today. I am so excited. I have the beautiful A.I. Thompson. I don't want to mess up your name, girl. But I have the lovely A.I. Thompson with me on today. And we are going to be talking about the beauty within. She is a phenomenal woman of God. And I have been just so drawn to her in the beauty that she exudes from within. So A.I., go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Look. Yeah, I'm glad y'all can't see me because when people start, you know, talking about me, I'm like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) but yes, she is talking about me. My name is Aya Thompson. This is my first time joining the queen on her podcast. And I am just, I'm humbled. I'm excited. When she even asked me, I was like, girl, you're talking about me? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) But yes. I'm moving from that to, yeah, you're talking about me. But yes. we'll get to that as we as we go on in into the conversation. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, I am talking about you because you just don't know. Um, one of the things about you, like I, I see you on social media and I'm like, oh my God, this lady is stunning. She's beautiful. She's funny. She has all of these amazing, you know, qualities about her. Like we're in the same mentorship program, but I'm like, I need to know what her secret sauce is because she got that glow. She really has that glow and she's always just full of so much joy. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want inspiration, if you want a good laugh, whatever it is that you want, like you can definitely go to her page and get it. Cause baby on them days when I be feeling blue, I click on your page and I see them red lips. I'd be like, all right, I'm, I'm ready. She ready. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> My God. So I know as women, like we've all been on this journey and I know you've been on a journey of healing, right? Um, so how did you get to be this confident woman that's just like, look, it's, it's she, she, she talking to me? Oh no, I know she talking to me. How did you get there? It has been a long road that I'm still traveling, that I'm still walking because what I have found that even the most confident people have their moments and their days like people look at a at a pretty person on the outside and you're like there's no way that this person can have low self-esteem well yeah when your head and your heart or are in turmoil then people can tell you you're pretty all your life growing up people always said oh my god you're so pretty that's a pretty little girl that's a pretty a baby and my mom always says stop telling her that don't don't say that and as a kid you don't understand why her intentions and I found this out later on her intentions were to not make me a vain person she Mm -hmm. wanted to know and wanted me to know that there was more in me than just what was on the outside but one thing unfortunately she failed to do because she didn't have the skills to do it is 
you stopped one form of, of praise and one form of love and attention and affection, but she didn't replace it with anything. Mm. So that left me empty and confused. Like my mama really don't like me. Oh, but she used to always tell me when your insides catch up with your outsides, you're going to be amazing. Wow. My God, that's, that's so good. You said when your head and your heart are in turmoil against one another, because that has been the story of my life. (laughs) That Mm. exact picture you just illustrated. That has been me. People would tell me all day long, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Oh my God, you're this, you're that. And I'm just like, within, I just feel so empty, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because I would grow up and people would tell me this thing, right? And then I would have my grandparents on the other end telling me, oh, you ain't all that. You ain't ain't cute. You ain't never going to be nothing. And all of these different word curses and just, you know, just, bringing me down as a woman Mm -hmm. to where people could tell me that all day long and I never received it because I didn't feel it and I didn't you know it it, was you know you can feel it you'll get up in the morning you'll put on your lipstick put your hair on you know because some of us wear like our little wigs (laughs) and stuff you know but you put your little stuff on you're like okay I feel it but when I take it off I, I still feel empty you know, and so that's something that your mom said was so right. Your insides has to meet up with your outsides because when all of that stuff is stripped away, how do you feel in your core? How is your core? Like, do you really feel that you're beautiful within or are you just portraying a picture on the outside? So that is, that's powerful. <laughs> yeah, that dive into that. For years people had no idea that I had a low self-esteem because I was nice to everybody. So I had a lot of friends and, you know, it was a click here and a click there. I'll go click up with all the clicks because I like, I like everybody. And I just assumed that everybody likes me. I know that ain't the truth, but let me stay there. (laughs) In the choir, on the cheerleading team. And, you know, so you're thinking, oh, that's a popular girl. But they don't know when you go home and you don't know if there's going to be food in the house or you don't know if there's even going to be lights on or water running. You're out the outside. That's so my situation was within me also. When I go home to that, that's what I carried around in the inside. So you feel low. You feel embarrassed. You feel like don't nobody know what's going on in here. So um uh, I'm just go on and I'm, I'm gonna fake it. I'm gonna lights yeah. camera. Action. Wow. The lights go out. The lights go out. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. That's so good. When the lights go out, the lights go out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you wasn't one of those brides that had your candle lit all the time. You didn't have that that fire burning all the time. And that's what a lot of us fail to realize like you can look at this person and this person can be amazing that's why they they say money don't make you right because you can have all the money in the world and if your insides is jacked up like you are, are in trouble there was this time right where um god had blessed me financially and so um i was out here i was like okay you know i'm gonna do right by this money and all mm-hmm. of this stuff or whatever but i blew through it 
because my insides wasn't, wasn't right. You know, I wanted to go and buy all of these different things. And then not only did I buy those things because I, I first and foremost, I did deserve it. Um, but, you know, and I had kids and I took care of a lot of different things. But my main thing was always buying love, buying attention, mm -hmm. like, you know, buying friendships, really, because I didn't feel as though I was worthy of, of some some reason, you know, because of all of those things that was spoken over me as a little girl. So here I am, you know, just buying, you know, because my insides wasn't healed. I wasn't healed. And so once I um started, once I blew through that money, I was like, my God, like, what happened? And God was like, you need to take care of your insides. You can put your makeup on all day long, you can do this, you can buy this person that, but what's going on in the inside of your heart? What is it? Why do you feel as though you're not worthy? You know, because I was battling with unworthiness. I was battling with insecurities. I was battling with so much trauma, so much childhood trauma, you know, um, also battling with uh, just, you know, abuse, you know, having to deal with abusive relationships and things like that. So I never really was at a place of worthiness until I began to fully, like last year, that's when I began my healing journey like healing within and so I've been seeing some you know some changes because all of this stuff is like all right this stuff been inside of you for 34 years and so now we got to get it out right so a lot of times it's stuff you don't even realize you thought wait I thought I dealt with that I thought I healed from that but then something triggers that unhealed trauma and it pops up and you like what is happening? I tell people all the time, unhealed trauma is like a jack-in-the-box. You know how it just pops up? I think about a point in my life where that it was like a lot of jack-in-the-boxes all around me. And I'm just going through life pretending to be okay or trying to be what others needed me to be for them and being nothing to myself. Then the jack-in-the-box mm -hmm. popping up and it's like low self-esteem, unworthiness, trauma, fear. And it's just popping up all over and it's like, wait those are still things wow oh when they pop up but they will come back they will always resurface always i just love the illustration because i never see like i really wish you guys could have just seen what she just did just now because that i was like my god like i never saw it like that but, but that's can... how it is yeah that's how it is it will always pop up you know yep if you don't deal with it. So if we don't deal with the fear, you know, I, I'm at a place now, it's like, okay, God wants me to speak. He wants me to talk more. And I'm like, God, like, who, me? You know, <laughs> not me, you know, because growing up, I would always hear those things like, you're ghetto, you're loud, you know, you don't make no sense and just all of these different things. And so me not dealing with it then, Mm. You know, now when he's like, all right, open up your mouth, I'm like, mm -mm, mm -mm. I ain't saying nothing. Nah, mm -hmm. nah, 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 I ain't saying nothing. God. <laughs> I'm like, you ain't talking to me. No, sir. But it's so true. We have to deal with those different things. And, you know, and that's why I love conversations like this to let other people know, like, hey, you're not in it by yourself. You know, we've all been through this journey um, and it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And so before you begin this healing journey, like I know that you probably, you know, because you're ex-military. And so I have not officially retired yet. <laughs> oh, 
wow. So she hasn't officially retired yet. So she's still in that thing, uh-huh. right? Yeah. <laughs> My God. So tell us about that because I know that that was like a lot of, I know, uh, first and foremost, hats off to you. Thank you so much for serving our country. Like, we, I love you and I appreciate you for that. Um, but as a woman, like, how was that for you? Thank you. Thank you again. I still never know how to properly respond to people when they say, thank you for your service. I'm like, you're welcome doesn't feel appropriate. So I'm like, thank you for your appreciation. Still don't know how to <laughs> but thank you for thanking me. <laughs> yes. Yes. You deserve it. Um, I only, jo- I joined when I was 18. I left a few days after my high school graduation because the town where I'm from, there was nothing. I didn't feel like I was smart enough to go to college. I knew we didn't have the money. So it's like, girl, you dumb and you poor. What you supposed to do? Now, that's not the way I would say, that's not anything I would say about myself now, but that's what I thought then. Like, you dumb and poor. What else can you do? Okay, the army will take me. (laughs) Yes, wow. Who thought, at least not me as a kid, I was just trying to escape my current reality I didn't think one day you may go to Iraq I don't know nothing about no Iraq like real talk one day you may go to Afghanistan girl I couldn't tell you one thing about Afghanistan back then ended up going to both of those places in 2003 and 2011 no it was 2010 People either look at you like, and it's crazy. Even in 2022, I know that there are still people that's like, she's just a woman. Well, when I put on this female, when I put on this uniform, you don't call me a woman, you call me a female. So it's like your womanhood is masked. You're forced to mask being being feminine. I'm not saying like, oh my God, trying to be sexy because you're (laughs) You're a soldier, but that forces you, at least it did for me, I'll speak personally, to lose a lot of your identity because I want you to be a clone for the sake of uniformity. I need everybody's hair to look like this. I need everybody's uniform to look like this. I need you to walk this way, talk this way, pretty much just be a robot. And that even comes with masking your feelings. They call it compartmentalizing like a real situation, even if you saw your friend, your good best friend in the whole wide world go down right next to you, you cannot stop and be like, oh man, that's my boy that just went. No, no, you have to continue on with the mission first, mission first, feelings, emotions, all of that stuff is secondary because you can't focus on what's ahead. And I took that on into my everyday life, compartmentalizing every, I didn't know how to turn it on, turn it off, turn it on and turn it off. It's like, I don't have time to deal with this right now. This person needs me, this person. I was putting everybody else's mission before my own. I compartmentalized it. I'll deal with that later, deal with me later. And then it's like, the, the longer you're in, the more that is ingrained into your head. 
And it wasn't until I feel like in recent years where people started to acknowledge post-traumatic stress is a, it is a real and it is an everyday struggle for some people, a battle for some people, and some people have learned to live, to live with it. And some people like, you ain't got over that yet. <laughs> That's the most disrespectful thing I feel like you can say to anybody experiencing any type of trauma. You still dealing with that? There's people from the first war, like Korea, World War One, that still deal with that in this 2022. So some things you just have to learn to live with it. It did make me, it made me a tougher woman. It made me more assertive because you can't be soft and try to give orders to a male soldier because they're looking at you like still looking at you like oh that's just a girl or oh, that's just a female no i'm your sergeant and i'm giving you an order and i need you to do it but if you're too assertive then you already know they they, they call you a b so it's like you got to find the fine line between being assertive a little feminine it's just it's a lot. Not say I don't know what guys go through. I ain't never been a man. I never been a man in the military, certainly. So if you try to transition all of that and filter in still who you are with who they need you to be. And it's like, I'm already confused about my identity. I already don't know who I am. Now I'm, I'm really confused. Now I'm in, the, in my 20s. Now I'm in my 30s. Still confused? So I've learned that sharing my story, I, I desire to just share my story in, in humor. Cause like, you know, look. Yes, <laughs> the girl is hilarious. Yes. Serious all the time. But if I can share even the toughest moments of what I've grown through in life and it helps somebody else to not repeat it or it helps somebody else to not feel alone or just give somebody a glimmer of hope, even if I'm talking to a room of a thousand and it helps one, then I feel like growing through the things I've gone through, it was worth it. Cause what we go through in life is never just about us. I've had people to look at me crazy when I say my divorce, it wasn't really about me. It was very little about me. Mm, wow. That is so juicy, girl. I'm just sitting over here like, oh, like, oh my God, you just don't know. You got me excited. Like, <laughs> I am so excited and I just, I'm just eating it all up. I love your story. Um, I could just, oh my God, I could just feel the fire in it and the, and the passion and just, my God, you just don't know, girl. I'm just like, give us more. We want more. We want more. Um, but yeah, like, like we do we want more we want more of AI. ai like look girl let me look you know i'm from new orleans so my little accent is ai AI. but you know i like the way i like the way you say it. you make me okay. sound more than what i probably really am <laughs> <laughs> look baby look you are you are that and a baby chip okay baby no you ain't even there you that and a. Filet mignon, even though I don't eat meat. But anyways, um, 
<laughs> Look, I don't eat no meat. My God, but this is so powerful. And like, we just honor you and just love you anyway. And like you said, you had to compartmentalize so many things. And then you wear this as your identity. And you know, like now you got to strip all of this stuff away, right? You got to strip all of this stuff away. And so even with that, you mentioned you know, your, your divorce and all of this just being a part of your story. So how did that um, intertwine with, you know, your relationships and, and being married in the military and just dealing with all of this, right? Did you, did were you, all right, so when you were out there um, in Afghanistan and in Iraq, were you on this journey of healing and finding yourself then or were you, you just say you were just confused, right? You was just who, who they wanted you to be. I'm, I'm here. Who you want me to be? I'm, I'm here. Sergeant number such and such attention. I'm here, right? My God. So, yep. wow. And so you were in the military and you were married. And then you were who you were, who they wanted you to be. I'm sure he was who they wanted him to be. And then nobody's. How was that? It sounds as messy <laughs> as you think. <laughs> Wait, this, what, what? Wow! Oh my God! Look here, listen. You know the, t <laughs> you know we the TikTok where they say, "What do you wish you would have done on your wedding day or something like that?" And they say, "Not go." <laughs> what? No, I don't. I always find that hilarious. I do not regret marrying my husband at all, my husband, at all, but I definitely had no business doing it at 20. What in the world? As I said, I, I didn't know anything about myself, so there was no way I knew how to be a wife. I didn't know how to be a me, so then I'm carrying my confusion and my unhealed trauma and then your stuff, it's like, I can't carry all of this stuff. I actually met in the army. Um, he was in a unit in Indiana when I got transferred to a unit in Indiana. Baby, let me tell you, when I first saw this man in uniform, six, well, six, three and something, but he always lying and saying he's six, four, but I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm gonna let him have it. I was like, oh, well, that's a nice, that's a tall drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up becoming fast friends. And like I said, I spent my 21st birthday, not like a lot of people do it, partying, drinking. I was at a dinner with my husband and my brothers. Yeah, that was my turn up. So I never, I spent my 20s being who I thought people wanted me to be. So I didn't get a chance to explore and, and have fun. And yeah, even though it ended in divorce again, I do not regret it because there were a lot of blessings, a lot of blessings that had a positive impact on my life, his life, people that were attached to us. We were just unhealed we were broken people breaking each other and loving each other with a broken toxic love so Ooh. it was love to us but it wasn't healthy 
like in the beginning, people like, why are you still his friend after X, Y, Z and happened? Only the two people in a marriage really only ever know all the ins and outs and what truly happened. And in the beginning, I was so patient because I'm not going to lie. I, oh, wee, I was crazy. I was a, I was something. I would cuss you out in a minute. Not curse. I didn't curse. I cussed. Okay? Hey, let it. And one thing that I did, and I will tell women, and it makes me cringe when I see women do it, is emasculating their men. Your words can build a person up or break them down. And I did it in public because what I saw at home was my daddy and my mom fighting. And I saw her as weak because she didn't leave. So I was determined to be the opposite. And the opposite was too much. So I was, you ain't telling me what to do and cussing him out and emasculating him and doing this and doing that. And eventually it broke him down. Like, this woman is crazy. I just, I just can't. And he was really, you know, mild. And girl, I would. It was too easy to just steamroll right over. <laughs> <laughs> it was too easy. No, I wouldn't do that. Now the things that I, I used to say to him, I hear sometimes, and I'm just like. Who said it's almost like a different it what it, it is? It was a different person that said it. I look at that like I would never say and do the things that I said and did. So eventually there was a lot of arguing, fuss and fighting, infidelity, and just after 12 years, enough was enough. After our last tour, enough was enough. Because he also we were also in Iraq and Afghanistan together. Actually, before we went to Afghanistan, his his contract was up. He could have walked away from the army like, I'm done. I'm not going nowhere. But what he did was he did what's called an, an extension. He extended his contract for a year so he could go to Afghanistan with me. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so when people say... After all this man did, why do you still? Because you just, I don't know. It's so hard to explain, especially if you've never been married. And then if you are married and your spouse isn't your friend and your spouse hasn't really done things to save your life. Mm. Catch you when you were drowning and sinking. Like I am loyal to a fault. And it is hard for me to just completely write off a person when I think back, like, this, this person can't be all bad if they did this, 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 and were there for me for some of the most traumatic times in my life. And that may not even be healthy. You know, I know therapy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I feel like it's not hurt me. It's not hurting you. Wow. Mm. Oh, my God. You just you you said so much, and I was over here because I was like, "Oh my gosh, she she just dropping it right." Um, but it's beautiful, and and I love how your story just demonstrates that even after it all, you're still able to love a person, right? 
Like, I ain't got to be with you, but I can still respect you. Even though I didn't respect you in our marriage a little bit, <laughs> you know, I can still respect you. I can still love you and I can still be there for you. Um, you know, and it just really just shows your growth as a woman, you know, because some of us, we like, look, you know, God's still working on me with me with that. You know, um, I have two children with two different men. And, um, you know, I'd be like, look, you did such and such. I ain't going to never, never, you know, I'd be like. Mm-mm, you know, but God is still working on me with that because he wants me to mature. And even though, you know, I may feel as though I'm mature in the area, but I'm me and one of them can't even be in the same room, you know, because of the things that, uh, you know, we did to each other in that relationship. You know, one of the, my first one, it was so bad. Like he used to drink a lot. You know, I became an alcoholic at 18 dealing with him and all of our childhood traumas and stuff. We went through Hurricane Katrina together. We went through so many different things, right? Um, and he didn't know how to deal with his pain and stuff. So he began to drink a lot and he began to use, you know, like drugs and stuff. Not mm-hmm you know, smoking weed and ecstasy and things like that. And so me being attached, she was like, okay, well, this is how you, you know, heal. Nobody was talking about healing trauma and stuff. It was about masking it. And yep. so I began to mask it too with the the alcohol and, you know, the the drugs and things like that. Um, but, you know, when I was like, look, I'm done. I got to go. This is toxic. You know, I almost set this man on fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, eight months pregnant. Um, and you know, men just belittling me and talking down to me and stuff. I already had to deal with the stuff in the childhood and then being in a relationship with somebody that's supposed to love you and nurture you and build you up. And that's what you just said about those words too, you know, because even in the Bible, it tells us that life and death are in the power of the tongue and words of the wise bring healing. You know, we need to be around people that are healed in our whole so they can bring healing to us. Because if not, we're going to be around here torn down. We're going to be around here afflicted. We're going to be around here half crazy you know not thinking nothing of ourselves when God thinks so much of us right um but you hit on so many different uh you know subjects and stuff and so we have to make sure that we heal our trauma I don't want to be 40 years old you know and and still up here wounded by something that happened when I was a child even though my husband be like look girl you ain't over that yet (laughs) no <laughs> be honest no no he's like that that happened in your childhood and I'm like but it was it was traumatic you know and and I just started dealing with my trauma when COVID hit so if you mask your pain for so long and then you finally have to sit down and look at yourself and deal with it of course it's going to seem to the opposite person like dang that's a lot you know, it's, it's too much for me. But for me, it's just like, look, I don't want to hold on to this stuff anymore. I got to get this stuff out, you know, and things like that, right? Um, so another thing, like you you hit on, I want to touch on two more things, right? Um, you hit on infidelity, and then you said enough was enough. When did you get to the point of your relationship where you was just like, look, enough is enough I'm choosing me over I'm choosing me I choose me well probably when the first baby's mom said I'm pregnant again uh, yeah 
sense. What you mean? <laughs> wait, wait. The first baby mom. Wait. So did y'all have a baby? Did did y'all did he have children before y'all met? No, these children. Un, I, I was about to say unfortunately, but I don't want to make it seem like I'm being disrespectful to his children. Um, it was unfortunate for me. No, these children were conceived during our marriage. That part. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> I'm her face. <laughs> Jesus. My God. Wow. How was that for you? devastating damaging breaking my um my worth was so beneath the ground how do you get lower than the ground that after the first time the woman you know I found out that there was a child and it was it was it was a boy I was so pitiful within myself I said well that happened well maybe at least I can give him a girl look Wow. Ooh, I did not value myself. Like, do you hear that, sis? That sounds so pitiful to me. I'm sad for that woman that thought that. So little of herself that she said, maybe I can give him a girl. But baby, when he popped up and had a girl, I got nothing. I can't give him nothing. <laughs> what? What? With the same woman or nope. another? Yeah. So he was really living a so you didn't know that he was dealing with other women and I did not. I I found out uh more than what I had wanted to find out. But again, everybody listen, listen with your heart to what I'm about to say. I am not making excuses. But when you are broken and you're damaged, you do things that can break and damage other people. And whatever it was that he was dealing with, he made terrible decisions on how to deal with it. Whatever he was running from and to, I, I have, I honestly still don't know everything. I still don't know. But, um... I don't understand how that is the same person that if I would have said, hey, I want to go to the moon, he would have figured out a way to get me to the moon. How can my biggest cheerleader and supporter be the one that is continuously breaking me? I'm like, my self-esteem was already trash. Now it's just non-existent. Mm. Like, You're just really not good enough. You can't get this man nothing now. You will, if you stay with him, what can you, you guys cannot even experience the real enjoyment of having a first child together. He already did it twice. Wow. <laughs> and it's not like he did it. You know, it wasn't like he did it <laughs> before y'all met. He did it within your covenant. Within the covenant that he made between you and my thing, my it's a huge thing. It's like you know, um, who Jesus AI? I can't even say nothing because 
I didn't value marriage, right? Until I got married. And I wrote in my book about um, me. I, I met this guy. I was in a relationship with my ex, right? And so I um, met this guy who I had been going to, who I, who I went to high school with. And he told me that him and his wife were separated, right? And so I began to see him and everything. And um, he told me that they were already separated and I found myself pregnant. Um, and I ended up, I was like, they're, they're not separated. You know, you still go home to and all of this stuff because I did not know that he was still going home to because he was lying and stuff, right? And I found myself going, knock on this woman's door and tell her like, hey, I'm pregnant by your husband. <laughs> so I have been that woman, right? So woman to woman, I apologize. I apologize because that was me, you know? Wow. That was me. My God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry from her. I'm sorry for all of the women that have ever, um, you know, overstepped those marital boundaries. They have also disrespected the wife. They have disrespected God, the marriage covenant. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> you about to take you about to take me like for you to even say that first of all admit that say that like I'm wow that was very transparent that was open honest and I really and truly like felt your heart on that like I'm trying I'm trying so hard to get together because I really <laughs> felt your heart on that like that's that yeah was Wow, because I have been that woman where, you know, I wasn't happy in my own situation and I wanted to escape my own situation. And, you know, this guy comes up to me, he cute, he charming. And I'm like, okay, you know, he said, I got four kids or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, you know, and him and his wife been separated and stuff. And I'm like, well, look, I got my own stuff going on in my own house, so it don't even much matter. And I found myself in that low place because I didn't value myself one and I didn't understand marriage because I wasn't married. I had a boyfriend, you know, because even if he say he's married, but they're separated, they're still married. Right. right. Um, so I didn't understand any of that. And I ended up being swindled into it, you know, knowingly um, and just like willingly yeah. And, um, you know, I ended up becoming that woman. And I was so grateful because I went to this woman's door and I was like, look, knock, knock, girl, look, and gave her the paper, you know. And you know what she did? That woman could have cut me. That woman could have, like, killed me for going right. knock on her door. But she said, thank you. She said, you are the answer to my prayers. I have been praying to God asking him to show me for a sign because I've been trying to leave him oh. and she said you came to my door and knocked on my door so thank you can I keep this paper I said girl yeah here you go <laughs> here you go you know um, <laughs> yeah wow so my god um as women we go through through so much you know what I'm saying I always looked on at it from 
through this, you know, point of view, not looking at it from your perspective, not looking at it from the wife's perspective. Like, look, I'm in here doing what I need to do and this, that, and the third. You know, especially now I'm a married woman. I'm like, look, you come to my husband. I'm pulling out my Glock all day long. I'm not playing. Don't don't come. You hear me? I'm look. No, no. You can't come knocking on my door. I'm gonna shoot you. Point blank. Period. And I'm against the for Christ. Okay. Don't don't complain with me. But <laughs> yeah, of it. My like, God. He would be like, why are you laughing about that? Or how are you like smiling about this? Because that's, those are no longer situations that can hurt me because I've healed from that. So like, if I was to tell this story and be, and then, and oh my God, (laughs) myself right back to that place of pain, I can't be taken back there because I no longer live there. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, my God, that's so powerful. So, all right, we're wrapping up, guys. But in the middle, because this could go on and on. This is so good. It's so juicy. I'm like, look, we're going to do a part two. We're going to do a whole series on this, my God. Um, because this is this is what we need, right? Like, you're speaking of it from your point. I'm speaking of it from my point. Um, and just, my God, I just really, really feel God's love and his presence on here, healing both of us in those wounds, right? You know, because maybe might still be some some stuff but like God still he's always gonna pour out his his healing power so I really just feel like feel his power his presence right now um so what advice would you give a woman right they have gone through this that's just like broken down and just feeling as though their life is over because when we go through things in life it could be like you know someone may be devastated when they break a nail but <laughs> For real, you know them drama queens. I ain't go shopping. I broke a nail. Girl, go sit down. But what do you do in the midst of, you know, how do you come out of that dark place when all you've had, like everything that you worked hard for, you built your marriage, even though you're broken or whatever the case may be, how do you deal with not only infidelity, but children? And then still love yourself throughout it all. How do you well, get to that place? I definitely didn't love myself through it all. Because if I did, I wouldn't have continued to go through it. <laughs> but then, you know, I had to deal with guilt. Because I felt like, well, I was this person and this person to him. So that's why forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness of myself. Because I felt guilty. I felt like because I was this horrible person to him and mean and blah 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 then I, I I deserved it I will tell any and everybody cheating is a conscious decision it is a choice that one person makes I don't care what type of spouse you are if that person chooses to stay in that marriage that's their choice mm-hmm. mate you don't make anybody cheat that is their decision if you are unhappy in the marriage leave it or fix it but don't be jumping in and out tina campbell has oh my god it is an amazing powerful song i really think the name of it is it's it's too hard and she's saying you know it's too hard it's too hard to hold on it's too hard to hold on all of the pain it's too hard let me find out you the same let me find out i heard that 
because I that's the only way I can hear it in my all right sing sing it out loud for us again because she she a whole singer out here I ain't know that come on now I hear you I heard it I heard it I heard it I heard it sing girl sing <laughs> it's too hard to hold on to all of the pain it's too hard to relive it over and over again that right there how much sense does that make people say it's too hard to forgive no it's too hard to hold on to all of the pain because every time you think about it you're reliving it over and over again it's too hard to hold it's 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 too hard not to and that's one thing she says some say some say that it's too hard to forget but it's it's too hard not to so for working to forgive myself working to forgive my parents my ex-husband has gotten me to a place of joy where i can have a relationship with the people that were supposed to love me first i felt didn't love me at all which were my parents so i did not get my identity from my father I ended up getting my identity from my heavenly father. Mm. Self-image, knowing, getting to know who you are in God, getting to know who you are in Christ, that helps with your self-esteem. But there is no way that I could be in this place and have this joy without working through the steps of forgiveness because that thing was killing me spiritually. It was killing me spiritually. So it was like, for me, working on my image and forgiveness were going hand in hand. And one um, quick exercise that I would like to share that my uncle did when I was a kid, it was a mirror exercise. He used to have us to stand in front of a mirror and tell yourself, you know, I love you, you're this, you know, just affirm yourself in the mirror. But just like trauma comes back, healing also comes back. So that thing from childhood, came back around for me as an adult. And when I began to look in the mirror and tell myself, hey, I, I love you, I couldn't even look, I would turn away. I would be bawling, crying because I didn't mean it. I didn't even like myself. So I felt like I was lying to myself, but I wasn't, I was building myself up. I was hearing my own self. I was blessing my own self by hearing my words. And it began to eventually penetrate my heart and the more I would look and find myself in God's word, like, God, you said I'm marvelous. You said that I'm a wonderful work. You said, oh, wait, who are you talking about me? Then I began to look in the mirror and say those things. And just like I, I learned to love myself in the mirror, I learned to see myself the way that God sees me. So my healing, forgiveness, like all of that went hand in hand. And yeah, there are still some days where I'm like, God, I can't do that. Oh, wait, you said I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Stop depending on your own strength, AI, because you're right. You're not, you're probably not strong enough for it, but God is. God, I can't say that. I can't go before those people and speak. I trust that when I open up my mouth, God feels it. Anything you think, in opposition, go to his word. Go to his word and find out who he says that you are, what he says that it is you're supposed to have, 
who you are called. All you gotta do is look in this word and it's there. It, it applies to you. It applies to me. And I'm not saying, hey, I'm perfect in these streets, you know, but joy has truly been a saving grace for me. And I say this from a place of, of confidence. I bring that that joy of anointing, that, that, that anointing of joy that God has given me to everyone around me, even if I'm not intentionally trying to do it. I ask God that when I go into a room, let them see you and me. Don't let them get caught up in these popping curls and these red lips. <laughs> let them see you and me. Let them hear you when I speak. Let them feel you when I hug them and embrace them. Like, let them hear your cheers when I'm cheering them on. Let them hear your voice. Mm-hmm. Do, your, do your thing. Oh, my God. This is so good, y'all. Oh, my God. I hope y'all have been blessed because <laughs> I have been blessed beyond measure. Like, you have definitely have my cup overflowing in this hour. My God. And it's so funny. So really quick, my husband, I was in the car driving this morning and I was like, I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am necessary. I am needed. You know, just speaking. My husband's mm-hmm. like, why you keep saying that? I'm like, so I can believe it. So I can affirm myself. Well, why you got to affirm yourself? You should already know that. I'm like, but no, when the, when the enemy comes and he tells you those lies, right? Don't nobody want to hear you. You're not worthy to stand in third. You have to speak back to that thing, right? And a lot of people don't know that. And I just like learned that myself last year. So speak back to the voice of the enemy and look to see who you are in God. This is so beautiful. And your joy everywhere you go, you exude joy, beauty. Like you just don't know woman of God. Like you just don't know. So I, I love you. I thank you so very much. Um, just for being a part, just for pouring out, just for sharing your story, your voice, your joy, your laughter, your red lips, and them popping curls. Okay. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I love it. Um, my God, tell the people how they can find you, how they can, can connect with you. Please go ahead and do so. So I am on TikTok at miss underscore aia so that's m-i-s-s underscore aia and on instagram is my name aia underscore thompson a-i-a-h underscore thompson and even on there you can book me to speak and host because i do both i love doing both and facebook is also just my name so anywhere (laughs) and i will be there (laughs) yes my god my god we love it we love it do you have any merch any products or anything like that right now for us or not yet but because words of affirmation is my love language and also the the thing that god used to heal me i am working on an affirmation book oh well y'all stay tuned baby because when she come back with that book we gonna be out she gonna be out here okay we gonna bring her back because we need that we need to affirm ourselves we have to so that is so powerful man i'm excited i'm excited about your future i'm excited about everything that god is doing 
with and through you, Miss AI. Like God has, he's not done with you yet. So just be excited. This is the first of many more podcasts. This is the first of many more, you know, just whatever it is. You claim it, you name it and claim it and it is yours. So I'm excited for everything that God is getting ready to do. My God, would you mind praying us out? Like say a prayer for all of the women out there. Um, just, just, Just pray for us women. Just pray. But before I pray, I want to tell you, thank you, Queen. Thank you so much. I am so humbled and I appreciate you so much for bringing me on here to chat it up with you and hopefully bless the people because I know even I was blessed by us sharing today. So I was blessed too. I said some <laughs> stuff. I was like, wait a minute. Hold on, God. What? <laughs> I was blessed. Thank, thank I you. I was blessed. So God, thank you so much for bringing us here today. We know that your word says where two or more are gathered, you are in the midst and there is no separation in the spirit, God. So I pray that every person that listens to this podcast, God, even if it's not necessarily for them, Father, that they share it with somebody who it is for God. We thank you for blessing our hearts, God, blessing our minds, God. And thank you, God, for blessing us to seek you, not just read your word, but to meditate on it, as you say in your word, day and night, Lord God. Thank you for healing our hearts. Thank you for healing our minds, oh God. Thank you for giving us a desire to want to heal and to be healed, Lord God. Thank you for bringing us, Father, out of the pit. But while we were in the pit, you were preparing us, God, for our purpose. And I thank you, Lord God, that the darkness will not come and overtake us because you will use it. You are using it, Lord God. So for anyone out there listening under the sound of my voice that feel like they have nothing else to give, I ask that you bless them, God, to to press their hands on their heart, Lord God. And if you feel a heartbeat, that means there's purpose still there. When there is breath in your body, in your lungs, there is still purpose there. All we have to do is seek you in order to find it, God. Seek your way of doing things, God. God, we love you. God, we bless you and God, we adore you and God, we thank you for standing up tall in us, God, when the enemy or when situations in the world try to bring us down, God, we ask that you give, bring back, God, to our remembrance that we can stand boldly and say, God, stand up in me. Stand tall in me when fear tries to overtake us. Bless us to remember to just call out the mighty name of Jesus. Stand up tall in me and to be unafraid to call on your name and to reach out and say help. God, I don't know which way to go. God, I don't know how to do it, but I know to call on the name, God. And I bless that the people be obedient, God, because we are your hands and feet your love extended into the world oh god so bless the people to be obedient so when you place someone on their head and their heart they reach out that they are a help in any way that you have called them to be god i am praying declaring and praying god that we will see connections kingdom connections god in the name of jesus kingdom collaborations oh god in the mighty name of jesus that you are bringing people corporations, businesses, purposes, and aligning them, God, 
for your will because your will will be done, Lord God. Even through all the wars, even through all the viruses, the sickness and disease, God bless us to trust you all the more, God. Thank you for blessing us to grow from faith to faith and you get all the glory. Thank you for this time together. May it glorify you and bless your people, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, Lord. And she a prayer warrior, y'all. So if y'all need somebody to come and pray, and not just so, Father, we thank you for this food in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> You need you a prayer warrior that got that popping curls and red lipstick. Okay. All right, my God. My God, y'all. This has been powerful. Thank you so much for that prayer. My God, y'all. So until next week, guys, we'll catch y'all later with another dose of that Louisiana peat. Heat. Peat. <laughs>